on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7. ESPN Radio Utica Row. Sir. 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 Trump left two days ago. You, you can go home now. Take your sign. Go home. Like, yeah, we get it, sir. Yes. MAGA. Great. He went. He's gone. Sir, sir you need to, You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Okay, go. Remember Ferris Bueller at the end of the movie? Go, go. What are you still doing here? Anyway, hello, Utica. What's happening? Great to have you along for the ride today. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you can also listen to this radio program via the terrific modern technology of the ESPN app. What you do is you get on the app, you find the Listen tab, you find ESPN Syracuse. We're right there on the list of the many fine ESPN radio stations around this great land you can listen to. And then... Wherever you go, we shall go with you. Much better day today. Hot and humid outside, but uh, not the, you know, where's the ark floating down the road weather that we had yesterday here in central New York. Hope it's nice wherever you are and you can take us with you wherever you go via the ESPN app. Here's how you get in touch with the show today, 437-7644. That is the phone number. You can also hit us on Twitter anytime. Brent Axe Media, Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The text line is 288-0644. All terrific ways to get in touch with the show. We have a few guests joining us today, so you'll have to weave in and out of these three gentlemen coming on the program today. Football, football, football with all three of our guests today. John Casillo is going to join us this hour. Noonsmagician.com, the fine Syracuse sports blog. All things SU football with Mr. Casillo, how expectations for the season are playing out, some of the things he's seen from training camp that are encouraging, discouraging, and everything in between. Eric Dungy, very interesting piece he had about him today and the Syracuse football quarterback situation. John Casillo knows his football, loves his football, writes well about it, and tweets about it as well. At John Casillo. He'll join us here this hour. In the next hour of the program, we're scheduled to have two ESPN personalities with us. One is David Hale, ESPN college football writer. He hones in on the ACC, certainly is well-versed and can discuss other parts of college football, but he's one of ESPN's fine ACC writers. 
You know, he put out his ACC, you know, it's not really a preview, but it was kind of the overview of everything you really need to know about ACC football this year. And there was a certain team that he is an alum of, by the way. How dare you? That he didn't really mention that much. So Syracuse kind of taking the strong, silent type approach this year, I take it. So we'll get to David Hale's college football musings. Hopefully at 5.05, we've got to uh, you know move some things around, reschedule some things from today. So we're hoping to have them at that time. But definitely at some point, we think in the 5 o'clock hour at about 5.30, first time we were having him on the show, looking forward to having him. We're going to hone in on the National Football League, talk some fantasy football with Jason Fitz. Jason is the host of Fitz in Spain, or is it Spain and Fitz? I'm not sure what order that goes in. It's the... Radio program you can hear weeknights 6 to 9 on ESPN Radio. Sometimes you hear it here when we don't have Yankees on deck or don't have a Mets game or something. So Jason Fitz is from ESPN Radio. used to be a a country music star. So we've got to ask about that, how he goes from the world of country music into kind of sports broadcasting. And we're going to talk a lot of fantasy football with Jason. ESPN's doing this big fantasy football blitz. I was watching some of this. Last night, they were in the final hours of their 29-hour fantasy football marathon, and everybody was punch drunk and talking over each other, and it was Rex Ryan was, like, flirting with Rex Ryan. Diana Rossini and uh, Matt Berry was trying to, you know, talk fantasy football, and it was like the the final hours of of a party when you're like, okay, everybody's got to go home now. Like, this was fun, but... (laughs) You don't have to, like we just said a moment ago, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, right? So we'll talk to Jason about uh, all things football and fantasy football coming up later. Hot takes. Oh, Jalen Ramsey's got some hot takes today. We will uh, certainly get into that. But you know what I want to start with today? I want to start with, I want to start with hard knocks. That's what I want to start with. Oh, hard knocks is great. It is amazing. And I said this a couple months ago. When the Cleveland Browns were awarded hard knocks, I said this is a terrific choice. It's a great show no matter what team is featured because it's HBO who always kills it. It's NFL Films who always kills it. And see, like, I've got the music right Anything set to this music becomes dramatic. Like, Seth and I could be sitting in the office talking about what we're going to get for lunch. And if you have this music, and you have the voice guy come in. Right, like, let's, we we could just, we could do a segment about this right now. Like, let's pretend there's like a grainy camera up in the corner. I've got my feet up on the desk. And, I don't know, man, I was thinking about roast beef. Last week, Brent had a turkey sandwich, and he didn't feel like turkey again, so he was trying to decide what flavor sandwich to get. These are the decisions that are made on Hard Knocks. Right, like, you can, if you, you can set your life to this, right? Like, anything, voice guy, music, cuts, Scenes of slow motion football players crashing into each other and anything becomes dramatic, right? Today was a different day. Usually, 
On his way to work, Brent gets a medium coffee. But last night, he did not get his usual ten hours of sleep. Oh, no. Last night, he only got nine hours and 45 minutes. Today is a different day. Today, Brent gets the large coffee. I mean, anything, anything becomes dramatic. But the moment that the Cleveland Browns got awarded hard knocks, I said, this is what I want to see. I want a behind-the-scenes view of how an NFL football team can go 1-32 in the past two years. I want to see just how inept a professional sports team can be. I want to see how that sausage is made. Because, look, the thing with hard knocks is, at first, you're like, oh, there's cameras everywhere, and you kind of feel like you have to do something and say something and, like, act for the cameras. And, you know, hard knocks is very good about doing that, but what happens is, you know, they kind of get into the rhythm of what they're doing. It's training camp. They're busy. It's emotional. It's football. There's testosterone flowing. And you forget the cameras are there, Right? And you get these real moments. So last night, we see Corey Coleman now, of course, with your Buffalo Bills. He comes into Hugh Jackson's office, and we see how these things go down. Corey Coleman, not happy with getting reps with the twos, wants a trade. Corey. What's happening, sportsman? Why am I running second team? What you said? Why am I running second team? So, um, crazy in Go get started and go ask that. And then come back and tell me. If you don't want me to play, why won't y'all just trade me? So guess what? They trade you. You put them on the spot, they trade you. That's how it happens. That was a 20-second conversation. By the way, good job on Hugh Jackson. Why are you running with the second team? I don't know. Go ask Todd Haley. Go ask the offense. Way to pass the buck on that one. You're the head coach. You stand up and you say, you're running second team because I said you're running second team. Coleman says, why don't you trade me? And now he's in Buffalo, which makes me think, oh, well, that's why they got rid of a guy that they passed over Carson Wentz for for a seventh-round pick for somebody they'll trade and will cut in training camp in three years. So as a Bills fan, I got a little more nervous about that move. But look, he's refreshed. He's ready. He's well, he wants to play. The Bills need wide receivers. It, it it could work, or he could march into Sean McDermott's office, who I guarantee you wouldn't be like, I don't know, go talk to the offensive coordinator. But like, you're running second team because I say you're running second team. So we see how the sausage is made, and we hear the quarterback we all know inevitably will be on the field for Cleveland. Tyrod Taylor is the placeholder, but Baker Mayfield was the number one overall pick in the draft. That guy's not going to be sitting on the bench for the next four years. This is kind of fun, I'll be honest. Trevor, how you doing? Bust my ass. I know you know, but I'm gonna get it. Hey, finish this drive, finish it. Come on, babe. Make something happen. Hard Knocks gives you the stuff you want to see the NFL films, the dramatics, you've got the music flowing there. But there's a few things I'm taking away from Hard Knocks. Number one, Hugh Jackson is not a good NFL football coach. And it, that's easy to say. It's picking, you know, the low-hanging fruit. It's a 1-32 football team. What a genius observation you have there. But Hugh Jackson does not have command of the room, particularly when you've got Todd Haley 
and Greg Williams in the same room, I mean, you could fill barrels full of testosterone from Todd Haley and Greg Williams, all trying to be the alpha in the room, and Hugh Jackson's just kind of sitting there like, yeah, sure, whatever you guys want. And I feel bad for Hugh Jackson. He's had some personal things happen to him in recent weeks, so he's got stuff going on here. But this is what Hard Knocks shows us. And I don't think Todd Haley's playing up for the camera because we've heard this about Todd Haley every step of the way. He's kind of a jerk. I know Greg Williams is a jerk from having covered him in Buffalo, from the whole, listen, did the Saints get nailed a little bit more for, I forget what gate that was. I'm losing track of deflate gate and this gate and that gate. But remember, you know, all the suspensions that came with the Saints and the NFL and the bounties that were put out there. Like, we kind of know Greg Williams. Put these guys all in a room. Football is a lot of machismo as it is. But, like, this is not going to end well. And we don't have audio of this, but Todd Haley was all over Corey Coleman in practice. Just all over him. Before last night, what we saw, the trade happens. And now now he's in Buffalo, where I'm sure everything's just going to be just fine, right? Just wipe the slate clean. Everybody needs a second chance. And that's the old me. I'm That's the old, that's like a week ago. But anyway. The other emerging star of Hard Knocks, if you haven't been watching it, is Carl Nassib, the brother of Ryan Nassib, right? Ryan Nassib gave it a go at one time projected by some bum sporting news NFL scout who I'm surprised would still be in that role given he said Ryan Nassib was the number one overall prospect in that draft. And he went in the fourth round. Bit of a misfire on that one. That's a whole different topic. For a different day, right? So Carl Nassib is giving like life advice and financial advice to the the defense room that he's in. In this case, the defensive line. And he's like going over economics and you put this money away for this long. Now remember, Carl has that background. Ryan Nassib has a financial background, which is why, you know, Ryan Nassib made a bunch of money as a backup quarterback in the NFL. And if he doesn't make it in the NFL and I don't think Ryan Nassib's currently on a roster, if I'm not mistaken. Last I knew he was with the Saints, and they cut him. He has a financial background. He's going to be fine. Like, he's one of those people, like, you just know, you meet, you talk to him for five minutes, and you're like, oh, for crying out loud, you're going to be a millionaire, and it's not going to be because of your athletic skills. But you might as well play a little football for a while. So Carl Nassib is like the Tony Robbins of the defensive room, and he says this, one of the great lines last night, Quote, I'm getting dumber. Like, I've had to start reading bleep because I noticed I was getting stupid. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And if you're not watching Hard Knocks, I know you're like, come on, I don't know what you're talking about here, but this is what HBO does so well. Now, here's my question with this. we got to get John Casillo on here from News Magician. I kind of buried the lead on this. I started tweeting a couple of these things last night or saw other people doing it, and people were saying, come on, man, don't spoil it. And I'm thinking to myself, is Hard Knocks a spoiler-free zone? Is This is not Game of Thrones. This is not The Walking Dead. Like, news came out of that show last night. We knew that Corey Coleman got traded, but we didn't know until we saw on the show last night that he marched into Hugh Jackson's office and asked for the trade, right? 
there's a lot of tidbits and personality things. And like I said, Todd Haley and Greg Williams and some of the, you know, I don't think Hard Knocks falls in the spoiler category. Like, you, that's a show I feel like you can live tweet as it happens, as you would a sporting event. I feel like Hard Knocks is like, even though it's a show and it's produced and there are some plot lines, and I say that very loosely, like, I don't want to get the don't spoil it tweet for Hard Knocks. I feel like Hard Knocks is in play to live tweet. You may disagree. If you love it as much as me, you're watching it. I'm back, baby. I, I, I can't remember a darn thing from when Hard Knocks was with Tampa Bay last year, was with Texans before that. I can't. Then weren't they in Kansas City and like a couple teams where like nothing happened? Like football nerds would watch it, but I knew this would be good, and it's turning out to be just as good as I thought. That's not good news for Cleveland, by the way. But they were the perfect team for this. I thought Hard Knocks was dead. I thought it was just a concept that, while ahead of its time, innovative and amazing when it happened. And now every NFL team's copying this. The Buffalo Bills are doing their own Hard Knocks on Facebook. And you know every team does all sorts of behind-the-scenes access for these things, which shows us the hunger that fans have. They want a look behind the curtain. What's going on back there? What do they say in those meetings? What's that guy really like? And the camera doesn't lie. The camera tells us the answers to all these questions. But you may disagree. We can discuss this a little further. i got to get a break and get our buddy John Casillo on here. But I don't think Hard Knocks falls under the don't spoil this zone. Like, I don't feel there's a 24-hour rule for Hard Knocks. You may disagree. On that note, we'll break. Actually, we need to do that a little more dramatically, right? There were commercials to play, and in order for those commercials to play, Brent had to say, let's go to a commercial. Coming up next, we talk football. John Casillo, NewsMagician.com. What are his insights on Eric Dungeon? You'll find out when we come back. You're on the block. ESPN Radio. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Uh, you know, not the best, not the worst 80s bump, right? I, I, like, I don't think you always turn it off when it comes on, right? Like, if this came on the radio, I'd be like... Flip around, see if there's anything else, and you can come back to it and you kind of bob your head to it, right? It is an earworm, so I won't play too much. Want your people to be able to go through the rest of your afternoon without this song in your head. That's the risk you take when you hit the '80s bump, kids. Soon to be the retro bump. We're gonna add some '90s stuff to that as well, and who knows what else? I heard "Land of a Thousand Dances" the other night, and I said that that's gotta be a bump. I don't know what year that's from, but I know it's not the 80s or 90s. I think we're, can we have a 60s bump? Isn't that from the 60s? In any case, hit me with that fancy open. Let's do this thing. We've got a hot one for you. Oh, you're hot. Why, thank you. So are you. And I'm not afraid to cry. So hot. So hot and hurt. Man, it's hot. How hot is it? It's so hot, I poured McDonald's. 
McDonald's coffee in my lap to cool off. <laughs> it's time for hot takes on the block. Oh, Jalen Ramsey. He's got some things to say. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback who has, in two years in the National Football League, emerged as one of the better players at that position. Did an interview with GQ a few months ago, and the, it's not a matter of what Jalen Ramsey said. At this point, it's who didn't he rip apart. So I would encourage you to read the entire article to get takes upon takes upon takes. And I think Seth came up with a better name for this before the break. It's not a matter of how long can I take a take. It's more like how many takes can I take from Jalen Ramsey? And can I give you the answer to that question? All of them. Bring all the takes from Jalen Ramsey. A star is born. This is for a guy who's been in the NFL for two years. You want to talk about old man on the porch, cranky, everybody stinks kind of thing. My man Jalen Ramsey's spouting off, and I am here for it. Now, we don't have audio of this because it was a magazine interview. So... In order to spice things up a little bit here, because I don't, you know, you know how Brent feels about I just yes, I third person myself there. I don't like to just read big quotes unless they're necessary and we don't have audio of them. These we need to read. Now, some of them we condense down for you, you know, for the interest of time here. So, without further ado, here it is. Not how long can I take a take, how many takes can I take? Made better by playing the Benny Hill theme as we read them. And here we go. This is Jalen Ramsey on Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen. Quote, I think Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody say. He's trash, and it's going to show, too. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he's their starting quarterback. He played at Wyoming. Every time they played a big school, like they played Iowa State, which is not a big school in my opinion because I went to Florida State, and he threw five interceptions. And they lost by a couple touchdowns or something like that. Uh, programming note, Josh Allen never played Iowa State. He never threw five interceptions against Iowa State, Iowa, or any colleges in Iowa. But forget it, he's rolling. Let's go on. Quote, if you look at his games against big schools, it was always hella interceptions, hella turnovers. It's like, yo, if you're this good, why couldn't you do better? He fits that mold. He's a big, tall quarterback, big arm, supposedly. I don't see it personally. Oh, that right there would be enough. But J- uh, Jalen Ramsey did not stop, my friends. Uh, on Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan, overrated. On Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck, don't really think he's that good. On Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, eh, decent at best. On Rams quarterback, Jared Goff, average to above average. On Ravens quarterback, Joe Flacco. Sucks. Now, he did praise a few quarterbacks, and I say that loosely in some ways. Uh, Here is Jalen Ramsey on Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Quote, does not suck. Okay. Backhanded compliment, I guess. Raiders quarterback Derek Carter. I think he's good. All right. We have a positive comment from Jalen Ramsey on Texas. uh, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. He'll be the MVP in a couple of years. On Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, quote, he's straight. I'm not hip to the lingo on that. Doesn't mean he throws the ball straight. He's straight, meaning like he's straight, like he likes women. I don't know what that means. Anyway, Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers, quote, pretty good. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, good. Patriots quarterback Tom Brady also does not suck. Okay. 
Browns quarterback, is it Tyrod or Tarod? I don't know. That's a whole different thing. But anyway, quote, better than he gets credit for. Not bad. Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota, great for their system. The old system quarterback label. And finally, Eagles quarterback Nick Foles, good enough, had a good team. By the way, uh, was very careful uh, when asked about his own quarterback, Blake Bortles, that he does what he has to do, he gets the job done, and he likes, quote, playoff Blake. I hope this becomes a new segment, because I don't know how many people that's hot are capable of spouting the opinions in the way that Jalen Ramsey did here, but uh, a spinoff is born. It's like Frazier born from Cheers. Not how long can we take a take, how many takes can we take? Uh, hope we play that game again very soon, and Jalen Ramsey could certainly help provide that. Um, we've discussed this at length that one of the problems that baseball has, it's not quite on the level that football has in terms of officiating and people's frustrations with what is a catch. And this year it's going to be the helmet rule. And it's kind of interesting. One of the buried off-season storylines in the National Football League was the number of seasoned referees that retired, some of which went to TV but all couldn't get TV jobs. So keep that in mind this year. So it's not quite on this level, but, you know, umpires in baseball are slowly but surely coming under more scrutiny, especially with the advanced technology and and the K-Zone and just how honed in HTTV can get to show how bad they can be at their jobs. Chicago Cubs utility uh, player Ben Zobrist ejected in yesterday's game by umpire Phil Cousy, telling the umpire, by the way, on the way out, quote, that's why we want an electronic strike zone. And I'm here to tell you, Ben Zobrist, no, you don't, right? It's one of those things like modern technology, automated technology, it's good for some things, bad for others. Can I also give you an example of where human judgment, human error is a good thing? Let's say, and the technology is certainly possible, that every time you went over 55 miles per hour on the through, or it'd be 65 on the throughway, right? 66, you automatically get a ticket. Like with Easy Pass and the way that you can be monitored with GPS these days, your car goes above 65, you get a ticket. I don't think anybody would like that or an electronic strike zone. While umpires can get it wrong, there's some umpires that also give you a lot of leeway. So if you have an electronic strike zone, sure, it'll be consistent, but you can't come into games with umpires being part of the strategy, right? In tennis, they have the automated in or out calls, and that hasn't solved anything. In football, they have replay, and that has almost created more problems. So as frustrating as human error and human judgment can be, there's just some things in life I want humans involved, and then there's plenty of things I don't want humans involved, right? I like the automated checkout. I like that I can punch in my order at Panera and not have to talk to a human and walk in and grab it and walk out. The, the, the humans make it. They make it, right? They still have jobs. I'm not saying I want robots to replace them, but so I just sometimes don't need to talk to people. I'm just hungry and I want to get out of here. And then there's times I don't want automation. Like, I will never ride in a driverless car. I'm sorry, I need to control this car. And I know that the robot or the Google or the whatever that's driving the car 
is smarter than me and will probably get me there safer statistically because humans can be dumb. But you know what? No, I'm not riding in a car that doesn't have a driver. Like, that will not happen. Okay? There's just certain things I want a human being involved in some way, right? Is it easier for you when you have to call the cable company and you're on the phone and you just need a human to answer your question? Zero. Operator. Representative. Like, there's just certain things in life we still need humans for. And I'm still on the side of I like human umpires. As much as the electronic strike zone would work, it would be installed very easily in every major league ballpark. I don't, this is one of those be careful what you wish for kind of things. Because there are certain games you want that, that umpire that you know has got a little bit bigger of a strike zone than others. That's hot. I vote for humans there. And as frustrating as they can be, I vote for humans officiating football games too. But I might change my mind on that. Some automated things, great. Umpires, referees, officials, I'm not so sure you you, you want to get what you want there. Busy 5 o'clock hour coming up. Jason Fitz from ESPN is going to join us. Talk some fantasy football and NFL. David Hale, college football, ESPN reporter will join us. He didn't mention Syracuse much in his ACC preview today. We'll find out why coming up. Stay right there. Thank you. Bye-bye.